Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Welcome to the Get Fit Guys Quick and Dirty Tips to Slim Down and Shape Up. My name is Ben Greenfield, and I'm the Get Fit Guy. In this episode, we're going to delve into whether cold showers and baths are really bad for you, like everyone seems to be saying these days. Now, cryotherapy, cold thermogenesis, icing, and other forms of cold exposure are all forms of recovery that I personally use almost every day. In the article, How to Use Cold Weather to Lose Weight, and also in the article, Cold Temps for a Hot Body, I outlined many of the practical ways I do this, from keeping my office temperature cool to morning and evening cold showers to body cooling gear like a cool fat burner vest to compression gear with ice stuffed inside it to cold baths. Now, I'll link to some of those previous articles in the show notes for this episode, and the show notes are over at quickanddirtytips.com. You'll just want to look for episode number 247 of the Get Fit Guy. Now, of course, the application of cold to an injured area or to a beat-up muscle is hardly a new concept. The Greek physician Hippocrates wrote about the use of cold therapy to control pain and swelling way back in the 4th century BC, and the Roman physician Galen described the use of cold compresses for analgesia and pain management following soft tissue injuries back in the 1st century AD. During the Middle Ages, ice was used for pre-surgical anesthesia, and ice therapy has been extensively used in athletic training and physical therapy for the treatment of sports injuries for many years. But despite the seeming widespread acceptance of tossing a bag of ice on an injured ankle or an aching shoulder, several years ago there was a surge of doubt concerning icing's efficacy. Now, the arguments a few years ago went something like this. When an injury occurs, your body creates inflammation as a healing response. Now, furthermore, there were many claims that icing could increase what's called the permeability of lymphatic vessels, which are tubes that normally help carry excess tissue fluids into your cardiovascular system from your lymph system. Once that lymphatic permeability increases, you could risk large amounts of fluid flowing back into an injured area, causing more swelling than could have occurred if you didn't ice in the first place. Well, I addressed both of these concerns back then and why icing really does work for injuries in my article, Tips for Burning More Fat with Cold Thermogenesis and Why Icing Really Does Work. And should you care to read it, I'll link to that article over in the show notes over at quickanddirtytips.com as well. So now some new evidence has emerged in the form of two brand new studies that suggest cold water immersion, aka ice baths, and icing may actually impair strength gains, make your muscles smaller, or slow down your ability to recover. So in today's episode, you'll learn all about these new studies and whether you should quit taking those cold showers using cold water immersion or icing those sore muscles after a workout. 
So the first new study that suggests cold may not be all it's chalked up to be is entitled Post-Exercise Cold Water Immersion Attenuates Acute Anabolic Signaling and Long-Term Adaptations in Muscle to Strength Training. So here's how it went. In the study, researchers investigated the effects of the combination of strength training and cold water immersion through two separate studies. In one study, 21 active men strength trained for 12 weeks for two days a week with either 10 minutes of cold water treatment or active recovery without cold water after each training session. Strength and muscle mass increased more in the group that didn't get exposed to the cold water. Work capacity, muscle fiber size, and the number of cells per muscle fiber also increased in the active recovery group, but not the cold water group. In another study, nine active men performed about of single leg strength exercises on separate days, followed again by either cold water or active recovery. The number of satellite cells and also the amount of phosphorylation, both of which cause muscle growth, increased more after the exercise with active recovery compared to the cold water immersion. So what does all that geek speak actually mean? Well, it indicates that cold water immersion may attenuate the acute changes in satellite cell numbers and the activity of what are called kinases that regulate muscle growth, also known as hypertrophy. So what that translates to is smaller, long-term training gains in muscle strength and muscle size if you use cold water immersion after a workout, at least according to the study. The researchers concluded that the use of cold water immersion as a regular post-exercise recovery strategy should be reconsidered. Okay, before we talk about that, let's look at this next study, which was entitled, Does Regular Post-Exercise Cold Application Attenuate Trained Muscle Adaptation? So in this study, researchers examined the effects of regular post-exercise cold application, aka icing, on muscular and vascular adaptations induced by a moderate-intensity resistance training program. In this study, subjects did a workout that consisted of five sets of eight wrist flexion exercises at a workload of 70-80% to of their single rep max, three times a week for six weeks. Now, Half of the subjects immersed their experimental forearms in cold water for 20 minutes after the wrist workout, and the other half served as control subjects without any cold water. Measurements were taken before and after the training period for wrist flexor thickness, brachial artery diameter, maximal muscle strength, and local muscle endurance. Wrist flexor thicknesses of the experimental arms increased after training in both groups, but the extent of the increase was significantly less in the icing group compared with the non-icing group. Maximal muscle strength and brachial artery diameter didn't increase in the icing group, but increased in the non-icing group. Local muscle endurance increased in both groups, but the increase in the icing group was lower. The researchers concluded that regular post-exercise cold application of muscles could attenuate muscular and vascular adaptations to strength training. So, at first glance, it would appear you should probably throw your ice buckets in the trash bucket. However, there are two problems here. The first problem is that the subjects in the studies were not, in my opinion, working very hard. Let's face it, wrist flexor exhaustion by working out your wrist three times a week, twice a week strength training sessions with three full days of recovery between sessions, a bout of single leg strength training exercise, 
None of these activities in a lab surrounded by scientists in white coats quite reflect what, say, a professional Tour de France cyclist might experience during a brutal multi-day stage race with over five hours each day spent cranking out more wattage than the average person rides in an entire year of bicycling, or what an Ironman triathlete might experience during 10 hours of redlining their body in the heat, what a football player might experience during intense two-a-day practice sessions during a hot and humid football season, what a crossfitter might experience with multiple wads during the week, often with less than 24 hours between each wad, what a bodybuilder might experience when visiting the gym one to three times a day to exhaust multiple body parts, you get the idea. In other words, in the same way that many antioxidant studies say that antioxidants blunt the training response, but really don't put participants through very hard training at all, Icing studies that use a relatively minimal amount of exercise to argue that icing and cold water immersion don't work simply do not, in my opinion, translate into real-world environments for hard-charging athletes and consistent exercise enthusiasts. But let's assume for a moment that icing or cold water immersion really does blunt the training response and inhibit strength or muscle building or potentially even recovery. Well, these new studies still ignore the host of other benefits you can get from ice and cold that go way beyond bigger biceps. I'm going to give you a few examples along with a full list of scientific references and studies at the end of this article in just a moment. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh-generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of seventh-generation. Find seventh-generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at seventhgeneration.com. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, what are some things that colds can do that go above and beyond just building muscle? Let's start with brown fat. Brown fat, also known as brown adipose tissue, or BAT, is a special kind of fat found in most mammals. When you get cold, brown fat turns on and burns off fat in your hips, stomachs, legs, etc. to generate heat. Basically, brown fat burns glucose and free fatty acids to generate heat during cold stress. One reason for this is because the hormone 
irisin is released from muscle tissue that's been exposed to cold temperature. And irisin browns white fat, which is storage adipose tissue, and turns it into brown fat. Irisin also lowers myostatin, which, ironically, in light of these new studies suggesting that cold inhibits muscle growth, actually allows for greater muscle growth and anabolic response. Irisin has also been shown to function in neuroprotection of brain tissue and to kill certain types of cancer cells, including breast cancer tissue. Irisin has even been shown to lengthen DNA telomeres the chromosomes on the ends of DNA strands, which shorten as we age, thus potentially promoting longevity. Next is an increase in mitochondrial density. Now, mitochondria are components in nearly all living cells, often called the power plants of the cells, and cold thermogenesis directly increases mitochondrial activity and efficiency in several ways. As you've already learned, the mitochondria in brown fat is upregulated in response to cold stress, which burns up extra calories. The same response also occurs in your muscles via a process called skeletal muscle uncoupling, in which your muscles burn glucose and fats to generate heat, when exposed to cold stress. The hormone adiponectin, which you'll learn even more about in a moment, also increases mitochondrial biogenesis, which increases the number and efficiency of mitochondria within your cells and improves your capacity to burn more fuel and generate more ATP during cold stress, exercise, and just daily life. Next is an increase in metabolic rate. This is a no-brainer. Your body has to burn calories and fat to keep your temp at 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. In addition to various hormonal changes that increase metabolism, fat burning, and muscle building, you simply burn a significant number of extra calories when you include things like keeping the room temp cold, or a weekly 20 to 45 minute cold bath, or a daily morning and evening cold shower, or swimming in a cold pool. Now next is an increase in that hormone adiponectin I mentioned earlier. It gets released from fat tissue in response to cold, and the list of benefits from adiponectin reads something like a miracle drug, as it increases metabolism and fat burning, increases insulin sensitivity, induces mitochondrial biogenesis in muscle tissue, decreases systemic inflammation, relaxes epithelial tissue, relaxes cardiac tissue, kills certain types of cancer cells, and is positively correlated with longevity. Whew. Research has shown that adiponectin triggers the release of free fatty acids from fat tissue and the uptake into muscle tissue for that fat to be burnt as a fuel. It increases metabolism without increasing hunger. And as mentioned earlier, it increases the number of mitochondria in skeletal muscle and makes those mitochondria more efficient in their generation of ATP. This results in the production of fewer free radicals and reduces the chance of free radicals altering or mutating DNA. Adiponectin increases the uptake of glucose into muscles, allows nutrients to be funneled away from fat formation and into muscle. It reduces inflammation, relaxes cardiac and epithelial tissue, and kills junk cells via a process called apoptosis, as well as certain types of cancer cells. So, speaking of apoptosis... That's just programmed cell death that results in longevity, and it's been shown that direct exposure of fat to cold temperatures can cause the subcutaneous fat underneath the cold area to undergo cold-induced apoptosis and be reabsorbed, resulting in a form of spot reduction of fat. Next is an increase in growth hormone. Now, what cold thermogenesis has been shown to do is increase levels of heat shock proteins, which increase growth hormone levels. Growth hormone is also inversely related to blood glucose levels. So by keeping glucose levels down via cold exposure before bedtime or keeping your room cooler, you can maximize your natural growth hormone release. Next is immune system health. Glutathione, T-killer cells, lymphocytes, and a variety of other immune system cells and functions are strengthens 
and enhanced in response to cold. So no, cold exposure does not make you more sick or susceptible to cold unless you go out and hang out in the snow when you already have a flu, a fever, or the cold. Next is increased insulin sensitivity. Cold can significantly enhance insulin sensitivity, and insulin helps nutrients to be transported into body tissues like fat and muscle. But insulin resistance is a condition in which your body cells don't efficiently respond to insulin, making you resistant to that functioning of transporting nutrients like glucose into your cells. This results in chronically high blood glucose levels, obesity, and systemic inflammation. Insulin resistance is also a major contributing factor to the development of type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and chronic metabolic issues that affect nearly two-thirds of all Americans, including Alzheimer's and cancer. By increasing insulin sensitivity, cold exposure can cause nutrients to be pulled into muscles more effectively, fat to be burned by brown adipose tissue more effectively, a reduction in systemic inflammation, a reduction in insulin-related diseases, and a potential for better nutrient partitioning and better storage of glycogen, or storage carbohydrate. Cold stress increases insulin sensitivity, directs nutrients away from fat tissue, and shuttles them into muscle instead. Next is thyroid. Your thyroid gland rests on your neck near your Adam's apple and influences many other glands and organs, regulates body temp, and controls your overall metabolism, and cold exposure has been shown in animal models to boost thyroid levels, as well as in NIH-funded experiments causing human thyroid levels to increase via a cold thermogenic effect that literature is still worth looking into, but I'll link to some of the current scientific studies happening on that over in the show notes on quickanddirtytips.com for Get Fit Guy episode number 247. And then there's sleep. In my last episode, episode number 246, you learned about a free sleep hack that involves putting your bare feet outside of the covers to cool your body and allow for more deep sleep and getting to sleep faster. Well, in the same way, cold showers, cold baths, and other forms of cold thermogenesis can enhance sleep and make it easier to fall asleep and achieve a deeper sleep, especially if you use evening or nighttime cold exposure. Furthermore, in the same way that looking at sunshine in the morning can help send a message to your body to increase cortisol and to wake up, an invigorating morning cold shower can help to reset your circadian rhythm and allow you to fall asleep more easily later that night. Okay. So ultimately, there is indeed evidence to suggest that when you're doing mild to moderate amounts of resistance training, the frequent use of icing and cold water immersion may indeed blunt the training response and possibly inhibit muscle and strength building. But obviously, with the host of benefits that cold can provide, we need to consider far more than simply whether or not cold exposure can make infrequent exercisers strong or not. Do I personally plan on avoiding my morning fat-burning cold shower or quitting my habit of using cold baths or a jump into the icy cold river to cool inflammation and body temperature after an extremely difficult workout? Not anytime soon. And especially not until I see a study that shows cold to actually inhibit the host of other benefits you just learned about. So if you have more questions or thoughts or comments about this, then I'm happy to discuss them with you. Just go over to facebook.com slash getfitguy. That's facebook.com slash getfitguy and leave your comments over there. And again, over at quickanddirtytips.com in the show notes for episode number 247, I will link to the host of other studies and evidence that I reference in this article about how cold thermogenesis can actually help you with things that go way beyond strength and muscle gain. So until next time, I'm Ben Greenfield, the Get Fit Guy, asking you, what are you waiting for? Go get fit.
Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of seventh generation. Find seventh generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at seventhgeneration.com.